0: ...operator at Wessex Studios were as recruited on the spot to look after the guitars and amps. With the lift-off of the plane, we all felt the lifting of pressure on the band. The kids' out-of-school atmosphere took over, which lasted for the whole trip. We were away from the pressures of recording and our money problems, with the prospect of earning cash in hand. We were on holiday. The festival site just added to the holiday feeling. The changing room was some caravans behind the stage, next to a beautiful lake with fir trees and sunshine. It was a long way from the streets of Notting Hill and the garages of Camden Town, the subject matter of most Clash songs. And the band were playing outdoors, in the daytime, almost unknown for them. The Clash had second billing at the festival after Graham Parker and the Rumour. They hadn't played support for any band since the Sex Pistols on the Anarchy in the UK tour of December 1976. We knew Graham Parker and his gang, and they couldn't understand it. "'How come you're playing support? "'How much you getting paid?' We played dumb and giggled up our sleeves. Shortly before the clash were due to play, the band asked, "'Where's the money?' "'It's OK, it's safe, back at the hotel,' said the organiser, surprised at the demand. "'No,' We want it now, in our hands, before we go on. I was dispatched to the hotel with one of the Finnish promoters to fetch the money. He found it hard to believe that I was standing in the hotel room counting out the £7,500 in sterling, all wrapped in £100 bundles. This wasn't the normal way of doing business. The festival was funded by the Finnish government under a youth arts development programme, so it was unlikely that they would have paid us short but we had learnt from long experience not to trust anyone. Satisfied that it was all there, I bundled the notes into my atomic pink flight case and rushed back to the stadium. We got the cash, lads. On you go. The band prepared to run on stage and I noticed a buzz from the PA. I rushed on to connect a loose jack plug grabbed the mic stand with my other hand and performed a backward flip across the stage as an electric current took a shortcut across my chest. The crowd went mad with excitement. They thought my acrobatics was part of the act. I went mad, grabbing the microphone. I yelled abuse about incompetent Finnish technicians and generally called for the whole of Scandinavia to plummet into an obscene hell, led by cheering folk in the audience. They loved this even more and as I went backstage to resume my grip on the case full of cash, the clash went on stage to a huge roar. The band put on a good show, fuelled by the finished vodka they demanded backstage before the set. After the set, the holiday mood continued. We watched Grand Parker's band from the stage wings, shouting encouragement and taking the piss. I had a cheap camera and went on stage and asked Parker to smile for a photo mid-song. He would sing a line and then say, fuck off, fuck off to me out of the corner of his mouth. After the concert, all the bands and their entourages went to a huge banquet in the dance hall of the hotel. Everyone was working hard on getting wrecked. Finnish beer is state licensed and labelled with one, two or three stars according to strength. We went for three star. As was my way, I got more wrecked than most and fell into a stupor still with a dead man's vice-like grip on the case of cash. Eventually, Joe and Paul decided to carry me to the bedroom. They told me the next day that they couldn't lift me and had to drag me across the floor to the lift. My back at the carpet burns to prove it. As Joe passed Grand Parker, pulling me and the pink cash bag, Parker shouted to him, Who is that cunt? He's our road manager, said Joe. He's looking after us. Waiting at Turku Airport for our return flight, we were still in high spirits. We felt like we had got away with a bank heist. As photographer Penny Smith said later, being on the road with the Clash is like a commando raid performed by the Bash Street kids. During the flight, I sat with a briefcase on my lap and handed out wads of cash, making a real game of it. One for you, one for you, one for me. Everyone stuffed wedges of notes into their pockets, to the shocked astonishment of the other passengers and the flight staff. We had cash at last and wanted to flaunt it. We had bypassed our creditors in the banks and been fellow conspirators throughout the gig. Little did Graham Parker and the rumour know that although we had played support, we had been paid more than them. We changed planes at Stockholm and each of us bought a copy of Playboy for Tony Sanchez.